The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. I will not wear the mask. I will not wear the mask. I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said... Mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Tuesday morning. If you'd like to check us out online, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. If you're watching by way of Red State Talk Radio and you'd like to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, scroll down on the right side of the page, and you'll see where we're streaming there live. If you've got a mobile device, you'll probably need to set that so that you get the desktop version so you can pull that up, because most uh, our site is what they call dynamic, so it picks up whether you're on a tablet or a mobile device, something like that, and it changes the way the layout is. So you'll have to set that so that you see the desktop version if you're on a mobile device, and then you can pull that up <clears throat> and uh, join us there. Blow it up on the device that you've got, and then click on the icon 
of the platform we're on. Join us in the chat. Lots of friends in there this morning. And um, also on a number of other platforms that we're on as well. DLive.tv at The Sons of Liberty. Twitch at Setting Brush Fires. We're on BeforeIt'sNews.com at the top of the page. And also on Rumble, Sons of Liberty Radio Live. And I put in the chat for you guys uh, across the video platforms the Rumble link because you know what? We really need to train ourselves off of the Facebook, okay? And I'm going to talk just a little bit about that this morning in a couple of the stories that we're going to get before we do our main topic. But we need to train ourselves off of that. They need to learn a lesson, and that lesson is is that they are not in control of our speech. Whether they like it or not, whether it's good or whether it's bad, they're not in control of that. And uh, Rumble allows us to do that. There is a chat on the on the right side of the video on Rumble, and there's also a way where you can donate straight through there. There's a little money bag right there where you put your thing. If you want to do that, you can do that as well. But Rumble <clears throat> has not censored any of our stuff yet, and so I have put the link in the in the chat. If you want to join us on Rumble, join us on Rumble. You know, forget Facebook. How much how much damage have they done to you and your family? And if you I tell you what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play this little, I'm probably going to play this little interview, okay? And I'm going to make a couple of points, but I'm going to do it probably if we go over, okay? So just going to let that let that be known. Yesterday they were down, and uh, so anyway, let me let me get to that in just a minute. I'm going to get off, off the trail I'm on. Right above where we're streaming live is Bradley's show from yesterday. If you missed that, you need to listen to it. Uh, a lady, an elderly lady in Michigan you would not believe the crime syndicate that's going on in Michigan. Listen to what this elderly lady has to say. Listen to how the state police are involved with another gentleman who was trying to serve arrest papers to Governor Witchmer, okay, and how they said they would shoot him if he tried to serve the arrest papers. They would consider it a threat that he was armed with papers. This is the kind of criminals that are in the organized crime syndicate in Michigan. And I want to ask the guys who are part of the Michigan militia. What good is it to be a part of the militia if you're not bringing down the criminals? I mean, our Constitution says the militia exists to enforce the law. What good is it to tote your guns around? And to talk about the Second Amendment and talk about the Constitution if you're not there to enforce it. And I say that as an encouragement to you because I know you're on my side. I know you are. Is it fear? Is it what happened to the guys before? What, what What's going on here? And I think this is why tactical civics is so important because it sets in place the proper system of justice. And that is to have the grand jury, have an indictment, use the militia, to bring it about. And you know what? When the militia are empowered like that, they won't fear these state troopers, these agents of the state. They'll go deal with them too. Okay? Just just some encouragement for you militia guys up there in Michigan. It's not about playing, you know, weekend warrior. This is serious business about enforcing the law. That's what the militia exists for. Okay? Right above where these uh, videos are, you can sign up for our email newsletter. Again, we don't rent, sell, or spam your email. One email a day 
Cleaning the Morning Show archive. Real quickly, if you want to help us out, you want to help meet our needs, there's a donate button at the top of sonslibertymedia.com. You can do one-time donation. You can become a partner, son or daughter of liberty. That's monthly. That link is also at the top of the page. This week we're highlighting Bradley's Grass Doesn't Work, The Rocks Do book. You get 20% off if you use the promo code ROCKS, R-O-C-K-S, at checkout. And uh, that's through Saturday at midnight. So if you've been wanting to pick that up, please do that. Now, I'm I'm getting on a rant here because I've got uh, several things that have happened. And I just uh, I want to bring that to light before I do the the other stuff here. The one, obviously, is the Facebook stuff that went on yesterday. Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp, you know, they're all tied together. Go, They went offline for several years, right? Or several years. For several hours. I wish several years. Seriously, I wish it. I really do. Um, anyway, they went offline. I'm going to talk about that if I go over. If I go over, I'm going to play this interview, and I'm going to make some points about the so-called whistleblower from Facebook, okay? and I, Because most people don't catch what she's saying about what's going on in Facebook, and I think maybe we need to make a point about that. In any case, there's another uh, story that was out before I get to our main topic here. Did you see this? SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Hundreds of cops, Yeah, the guys I was just talking about, who defend the criminal element within government, convicted of child rape and murder, still collect millions in taxpayer-funded retirement. Let me say it again. Hundreds of cops convicted of child rape and murder are still collecting millions in taxpayer-funded retirement. Mm -hmm. Who says crime doesn't pay? It's paying. It's paying them. It's coming off your backs, people. My backs. My children's backs. Think about that for just a second. Think about who guards the state. Who's doing that? Just a question for you to figure out. I'm not attacking cops. I have said on this show... There are plenty of cops who keep themselves in line and seek to uphold their oath. And there are other ones who don't know a thing about the Constitution in order to keep the oath that they take. But I thought I'd throw that out there to you because I think this is very important in what we're dealing with. We've seen through this pandemic, this scamdemic that's gone on, how there are many cops who will stand and say, we're not enforcing this stuff. Nah, we're not doing that. And then we've seen others who are gung-ho in different states, who are gung-ho to beat you down, to arrest you, to fine you, to fight with you, to threaten you, to come to your house if you have a disabled person in your home and stick a needle in their arm. They're more than happy to go do that. And if you know who those guys are, those are your enemies. They're, They're not your friends. They're not there to protect liberty. They're not there to uphold justice. They're not there for any of that. Okay? They're really not. And yes, I know some of you guys enjoyed the uh, clip I played yesterday so you know where the boat rocker thing came from. Some of you had said that you had already started watching the film and stuff. Great. Well, let's rock the boat on all of it. Let's shake it all down till nothing can be shaken. 
from politicians to cops, radio hosts, hey, we're fair game too. Why? Because we're all accountable unto God. And what's our foundations here? The Bible. That is, that is our foundation. The Constitution we use to, is to point out the crookedness of those who say they'll uphold it. Okay? Underlying that is the foundation of the Word of God. And again, I've said it and I'll say it again. The Constitution is not inspired of God. It's not. It's a man-made document. And as such, where it is flawed, and it does have flaws, it needs to conform itself to the Word of God. Period. And any other national constitution on the planet has to conform itself to the Word of God. All right? Okay. Now let's talk about what's going on here, because I've teed this up with a couple of stories that uh, I put out yesterday. The first one is we've, we've had several stories on people who have mocked so-called anti-vaxxers. Okay? I don't mind wearing the title. I, I, I don't think there's any vaccine that is good for anybody. Just going to say it. And I've had them. My mom and dad took me when I was a kid. I, I remember getting the shots. I hated getting the shots. And then as I got a little older, they gave what was called the booster shots. I don't think I've had any shots since I was like 12 or something. And as we've learned on the show, there's nothing that's conducive to health that is in any vaccine. Not just the COVID ones. Any vaccine, there's nothing that's conducive to help. And so you can show people this all day long, and there will be some people who are just going to trust doctors. They're just going to trust authority. They're just going to trust a politician or a medical professional. It doesn't matter whether they're a quack, whether they know what they're talking about or whatever. As long as they got MD behind behind their name, they're willing to trust it. They're just those kind of people who are like that. Now I've I don't you know I've never seen sex in the city. I I've seen the pictures and things like advertisements for whatever the episode is or the the series whatever it is that is a television show, television show, I think. I I know what it is. But there's an actor in there and I don't know this guy either. I don't I don't know him any any different. Um Willie Garson. He was 57 years old. His real name, I guess that's his stage name, if you will, whatever. His real name is William Pazamont. I think that's how you pronounce it. This guy got two of the Pfizer shots. And we're talking about the EUA Pfizer. We're not talking about what's been approved. What's been approved isn't even on our market. Okay, so if somebody says, well, they've approved these things, you just tell them, you say, okay, show me the one that's approved. Because they approved something that isn't even on our market. He got his second Pfizer mRNA injection on April the 14th. Let me me show you this guy. Here he is. He said, I'd like to thank all the smart people in the world. I'm really glad I didn't make fun of you in high school or I'd be feeling pretty guilty right now. He's got some people who, he says, mine is Wednesday, a couple of weeks, and then we drink. Okay. And then he talks about, well, luckily we'll be wearing masks the rest of our lives because of these effing idiots not 
wearing masks and refusing vaccines. Oh, we're the idiots. The, the people who are refusing any of this stuff. And by the way, look, look, he's wearing a mask. He's had his shots and he's wearing a mask. Well, if you if you wore if you wore if you if you had your shots, why are you wearing the mask? Hmm. See, these people don't think. They have everybody doing thinking for them. Now that I have to say this, this is him again, to the 83,000 who follow me, but please get vaccinated. It's actually selfish and irresponsible not to do so. Mm-hmm. Then he says, just do your best to take care of each other today. And yes, that includes getting a vaccine. Even if you aren't worried about getting the deadly virus yourself, be responsible and unselfish and get the vaccine. It's our way out of this together. Mm-hmm. This is, and then here, here he is in July. Full attack dog mode. I'm proud to be Jewish. <laughs> okay. Well, unless he was repentant, we know where he is today because we know what Judaism holds to, and it is anti Christian, which means he's at war with God. This is why he has the mindset that he has, and he was in need of repentance just like any. Jewish person is, just like any Muslim, just like any atheist, just like any false professing Christian, any of this stuff. And to be more so through charity and good deeds. But man, these terrorists like Mnuchin, Miller, Kushner, Weiselberg. Yeah, and they are terrorists. He's right to call them out. There's no question about that. What an embarrassment to decency anywhere. Shame on all of them forever. Well, you're no different Mr. Garson, and I'm sure right now, where you are, you realize how foolish you were. Then he goes on, and uh, he takes on Congressman Glenn Grothman, who's a Republican from Wisconsin. He says that this sniveling, lying piece of S has anything to do with anything with the word oversight in it is the funniest thing I've heard all day. Well, you know, I agree. I tend to agree with it. These guys, they they give you a show. They give you the WWE show, but they never bring anything else here. So then he says, this is truth. Anti-vaxxers are selfish, stupid people who found catnip for other selfish, stupid people. I guess they're speaking about ivermectin or something like that. You know, guys, there are things that are not drugs that you don't need a prescription for, that you don't have to do the runaround for, to handle what they allege is COVID. It's called chlorine dioxide. And we had Dr. Andreas Calker on who did the study. The study's out. They've proven it works. Follow the protocol and it works. Everybody's running around getting what the Mockingbird media puts out to you, don't they? Those are the things front and center. And yes, those they're attacking it. Don't get me wrong. But the fact of the matter is you've got things they aren't even talking about that you don't need a prescription for and cost you pennies to get that can help you. He then goes on, he says, thanks, morons, and now the stock market, vaccinations work. We are meant to be leaders. Isn't that what you're talking about when you say being great again? Get vaccinated. Get vaccinated. The Delta variant is rapidly spreading due partially to our own country's political divide. Wait a minute. Since when are quote-unquote viruses spreading due to politics? Huh? 
listen to this guy. Completely illogical. Science is not winning with these idiots, and it it has global and financial repercussions. No, tyranny has global and financial repercussions. Tyranny does. Not informed consent. And this guy has yet to recognize what's in these things. Netflix to require COVID vaccinations for actors and other Zone 1 personnel on its U.S. productions deadline. He says, good. Explain to the unvaccinated among friends, families, and co-workers that it's not giving in or weak to get the shot. It's for their safety and those around them. It's for their safety. It's, it's for your good. It's for, the, it's for the common good. It's also very much not a political statement. Well, then why is he making it a political statement? Didn't he just say the political divide was what was causing this? Every party leader is vaccinated. Get vaccinated. If everyone in this country, he said, that could be get vaccinated did, we would hardly be dealing with COVID anymore. Bull crap. The willful ignorance of people to continue to accept misinformation, like the misinformation that Mr. Garrison is putting out, or dig their heels in for some irrational political agenda is what, see, he makes it about politics again. I thought it wasn't about politics, Mr. Garson. I can't even find the words for it. Neither can I, for your stupidity. And then he says, look at the hypocrisy. Be kind to each other. He just called you morons and selfish and all this other stuff. Always. Love to all. Approach kind. Isn't that how the devil comes? Isn't that how the devil comes? See, he doesn't come with his pitchfork and the horns and all this nonsense. He's not got a red jumpsuit or the underwear thing. He doesn't have any of that. He comes to you disguised as an angel of light. I like to tell people he comes as this muscular hunk for the women. He comes as this muscular hunk, nice looking guy. For the guys, he's this beautiful woman in a bikini who shows up. That's how the devil appears to you. That's how he appeals to you. That's how he tempts you. And what do we find out about Mr. Garson? Well... Mr. Garson is in an early grave, presumably, presumably, because he wasn't selfish, according to him. Now, he was selfish. He was so selfish that he wanted to save, he thought he was saving his own self, and what he was doing was rejecting the God who made him, pumping poisons into his body, There's a way that seems right unto man, but the end thereof is death. Mr. Garson learned that the hard way. September the 21st, it was reported that he died on the Tuesday before, following a short illness, which we found out was cancer. And and it's presumed, this was just months apart from the shot. It's presumed he got the Pfizer shot that this guy died from cancer that was brought on by getting the shots. And you go, how is that possible? Somebody asked the other uh, yesterday in one of the, uh, the comment section, how in the world do you link this? You know, I see the poisons. I see, how do you link this cancer to that? Well, I'm going to show you in just a second. But you've already heard from medical professionals on this show. Kate Shimarani has been one that says it turns on your, it turns off your T cells. It 
kills, it turns off the receptors or whatever the case may be. I forget the, the technical term. I'm not a doctor. Don't play one on TV. Didn't spend the night in the Holiday Inn Express. But what they do is, is they affect what your body naturally has to fight off cancer and it turns it off. And we've been saying this for over a year now. Kate's been saying it. We had Dr. Sherry Tenpenny come on and talk about it. Dr. Carrie Midday has come on and talked about it. I can't tell you the number of people who come on and mentioned that and talked about that specific thing. And now we've got a doctor out of Idaho. This guy is Dr. Ryan Cole. I want you to take a listen to what he says about this. And then I want you to think about the death of Mr. Garson and those in your family, your circle of friends or acquaintances who may have taken this shot, who may all of a sudden come up with cancer. Listen, this is Dr. Cole. But what we're seeing in the laboratory after people get these shots, we're seeing a very concerning locked-in low profile of these important killer T-cells that you want in your body. It's almost a a reverse HIV. In HIV, you lose your helper T-cells, your CD4 cells. In this virus post-vaccine, what we're seeing is a drop in your killer T-cells, your CD8 cells. And what do CD8 cells do? They keep all other viruses in check. What am I seeing in the laboratory? I'm seeing an uptick of herpes family viruses. I'm seeing um, herpes. I'm seeing shingles. I'm seeing mono. I'm seeing a huge uptick in human papillomavirus uh, in the cervical biopsies and the cervical pap smears in women. In addition to that, there's a, a little infectious you know, bump that kids get called molluscum contagiosum. What do you need to keep that in check? You need CD8 uh, killer T cells. I am seeing a 20 times increase in individuals over the age of 50 of this little bump and rash. Um, You know, that's innocuous, but what it tells me is the immune status of these individuals who have gotten the shot. We're literally weakening the immune system of these individuals. Now, most concerning of all is there's a pattern of these types of immune cells in the body that keep cancer in check. Well, since January 1, in the laboratory, I've seen a 20 times increase of endometrial cancers over what I see on an annual basis. A 20 times increase. I'm not exaggerating at all. Because I I look at my numbers year over year. I'm like, gosh, I've never seen this many uh, endometrial cancers before. I'm seeing invasive melanomas in younger patients. Normally, we catch those early in their thin melanomas. I'm seeing thick melanomas skyrocketing in the last month or two. Um, That's in young people. I'm seeing the early signals. And we are modifying the immune system to a weakened state. Great study out of Germany that looked at these profiles on young Call it a bioweapon. after the Pfizer showing this locked in and we don't know how long. Maybe the immune system you know, is going to regenerate and those ratios will go back up. But who's studying it? And where are the long-term trials? Two months, four months? How long is this profile locked in? We don't know. Well, that's right. We don't know. We have no long-term studies. How they, how they can continue to go with impunity and call these things safe and effective is beyond me. There should there really should be a civil lawsuit against the Mockingbird Media, the CDC, and these lying politicians who are telling us these things are safe and effective. Because they're committing fraud. They're committing fraud by calling it a vaccine. It's not a vaccine. They've had to change the definition to cover their backsides. Because it's not a vaccine. Now here, Dr. Cole has said, somebody who takes one of these shots is 20 times more likely to see an endo 
endometrial cancer in their body. 20 times. Stop and let that sink in a minute. I've got some stuff together, and you have to understand, a lot of stuff I do that you guys see that I put out, a lot of times what I'm doing is I'm giving an introduction, I'm giving an ending, and in the middle is something that I'm able to share with people that people give me permission to do. Because I don't have time to dig in. What little time I do is pulling some resources together. So I'm pulling together some companies that are still here in the U.S., in the U.S., who either aided Nazis or were part of Nazis in World War II. Still working today in the U.S. They haven't changed their mindset. It's like, look, for people who got all uh, you know excited about the walkaway movement, remember that? All these Democrats leading the Democrat Party? And a lot of them were moving over to the Republican Party. Remember that? They didn't change their ideology. They didn't change it one bit. In fact, when you heard, heard them talking, well, I left them because of this, this, and this. But then they would go on to tell you, well, we still hold to this, this, and this. <laughs> Republicans say, oh, come on over here, vote for us. Because we're on your team anyway. I mean, they, they are. They're on the team, too. And the people who are still caught up in GOP, uh, what do I say, guys? I've said it over and over. Those are the guys who are really selling you out. Because they got this, but they ain't got the walk. They got the talk, they don't have the walk. When it comes to doing the right thing. They just don't have it. Put them in, put them in leadership, put them in the, the driver's seat, and they don't know what to do except bring more government solutions. They tell you they're for smaller government. What is their answer? It's always bigger government. Give you, for instance, when Sandy Hook took place, we saw Barack Obama come out with, what, 23 executive orders? Almost every one of them were completely unconstitutional. There might have been one or two that was fall within his purview under the executive branch. But even calling on the CDC to do a study uh, regarding gun violence, that's not, part of, that's not part of the Constitution. None of that. What was the Republicans' response? The, the smaller government guys, yeah, I'm laying hands on you. My video just went a little quirky there. The, 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 the Republicans, the smaller government guys said what? We want more school resource officers, in other words, bigger government in every school. Not we want to give teachers their rights back and, and quit infringing on their rights with this gun-free zone nonsense. That would have solved the problem. It wouldn't have cost anybody anything. And it would have been smaller government. It would have been the people doing what they're supposed to be doing, their duty. Of course, I think public schools is a problem in the first place. They should have just abandoned public schools and said, Mom and Dad, it's up to you to figure out how you're going to educate your kids. And then Mom and Dad would have been forced into finding out how they would educate their kids. And I still think that, by the way. And if you're ticked off about that, think about this. The people in my county, I pay not only for my kids, I pay for their kids, too. And I don't use any of their resources. My family doesn't use any of the resources of the county as far as education. Why don't you try a little liberty? Why don't you try a little freedom rather than a whole lot of government? 
that will sort it out. And the hypocrites who say they're for smaller government while they keep voting for bigger government through the GOP, as well as the Democrats, you get what you're asking for. You really do. So here it is. Dot Nicole has pointed this out. And again, it isn't just him. We've had Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, Kate Shimrani's on every Saturday at 8 a.m., if you're interested, telling us the same thing that Dr. Cole has told us here. Same thing. She's been saying it for more than a year. Dr. Christina Parks was talking on the fraud that's behind this and what it's bringing about. Adele Bigtree has been one who's pointed this stuff out. We've had literally thousands of doctors across the planet who have warned against this, warned against the dangers of taking these shots, whether it was cancer, whether it was the Bell's palsy, whether it was the, I forget the particular name, Guillaume, I forget the the thing. Suzanne's in the chat. Good morning, Susanna. I'm glad to see you back with us, by the way. And... Um, any of this stuff that's that's going on, more than 400 adverse effects. I, in fact, listen, I ran across a story last night before I went to bed. The latest adverse effect, okay? Are you ready for this? Really? Affects your bowels. Let's put it that way. They say it's like restless syndrome for your anus. Not to be too graphic. From the shot. That's that's the adverse effect from the shot. That was previously unknown, or at least we were uninformed about what that is, and that's something that's, that's brand new. Now, yesterday, I also ran across a Twitter feed somebody shared. This came from, um, and I don't know how these names work, because like I say, I set up a social media account, I post to it, I don't really do a lot of interaction on it because most of the time I don't find it helpful. I think a lot of times it brings more heat than it does light. People get into fights and we're going to, I'm going to play this interview. I'm, I'm determined I'm going to play this interview just to make some comments on it uh, about Facebook. And we'll make that in just a little bit. But this, uh, there's a registered nurse and she didn't give me the city and state that she's in or the hospital, which is fine. But I did invite her on the show to talk about it, and she said, well, I'm, I'm in the process of letting them, letting the, my employer know there's 70 ways I'm going to sue them if they want to make me get the shot because I'm not going to take it. And she says, if they fire me, I'll, be, I'll give you a call. I'll be the first one on your show. She goes by Cool017 and um, Donna and some numbers on Twitter. Here's what she said. Just pulled this from a lung of a fully vaccinated COVID plus intubated patient. And she asked, still think those jabs are harmless? Here's the image of what she of what they took out of the lung of this patient. She called it a string of clots. A string of clots. It looks for people who are on the radio. It looks like about eight of our big muscadine grapes. You know those big purple ones? Not the green ones. The, the, the purple ones. It looks like a bunch of them smashed together in a pile in the palm of her hand. 
It's it's pretty big. It spans the side. You know, if you if you look from your thumb to your pinky, it spans that length. This is what they pulled out of the patient to save their life. This person was fully vaccinated just days before. Didn't have this problem. Yeah, they they said they test they they had tested positive for COVID, but they weren't having this problem. And this is what they retrieved out of the lungs. Now, there were some, several people who questioned this uh, Twink Namil, whoever that is. Can you prove the COVID vaccine had anything to do with the blood clot at all, or are you just making assumptions? Oh, I don't know. If you get hit by a bus and you die, could we assume that the bus killed you? If you took a gun and you shot yourself in the leg and you bled out and died, could we assume that the gun was what took your life? The bullet that was fired from the gun and caused you to bleed out? Yep, I'm pretty sure. And she says what we need to do, what we need to be doing is figuring out a way to fix any vax-related illnesses. That should be our only focus. Well, actually, I would say our focus should be to say, no, we should be finding a way to keep people away from these shots. That's what we should be doing. And he says, prove the two are linked, and then we can worry about fixing it. And she said she had received the booster four days prior to being placed on a ventilator. COVID positive had had not had any clotting issue before. And she encourages this person to look up VITT and ADE, and you'll get the picture. Correlation does not mean causation. Didn't they teach you that in school? Well, how about a little common sense there, Twink? How about a little common sense about looking at what happens when you do something and then seeing the reaction to it? Somebody pointed out, it's not up to him to prove it was the jab, and this is the nurse, it's a she. It's up to Pfizer to prove it wasn't. That's how studies used to work. That's exactly right. Pfizer should have been on the front line of saying, we're going to cut this ourselves because this is going to kill people. Do they do that? No. They keep manufacturing more junk to put in your body. Now you got a, two pills you got to take after you get your second shot. Every day. See how they get you hooked on this? And if you remember, Dr. J- <coughs> Excuse me, Dr. Jane Ruby pointed out that these big pharma companies are making boatloads off of, are you ready? Blood thinners because of the clotting. So they get you with a blood clot, then they sell you the blood thinner, then they keep selling you the boosters and the pills, and who knows, they're probably going to have some kind of paste or whatever. That you're gonna, well, they're already doing some kind of horse paste is what it's they're referring to it as. That they're wanting to sell you. And then coming behind that, they're wanting to sell you blood thinners. See how that works? They're drug pushers. They're drug hustlers. That's what they are. You know, the old adage is just say no. Just say no to the shot. What do you got to lose? Your life. Your life. That's what you have to lose. As we saw with Mr. Garson here. So I spoke to the nurse, and here's what she told me. She said, um, 
She said she is a registered nurse because I wanted to verify whether she was a doctor, a surgeon, a nurse, or whatever it was. She said she's a registered nurse. She said the patient was on a ventilator and was not ventilating well. And so the team began to do suctioning. She said, what you see in the image is what came out of the patient's lung, a string of attached clots. And then she added that the patient was fully vaxxed and admitted with COVID positive. She's been battling hospital bureaucrats attempting to do our fascist government's bidding. Okay. She's definitely one that is not interested in taking the experimental shot and is willing to take that stand against the tyranny. And I salute her for that. I told her that. She said, we've got, to, we've got to be faithful in this fight. And I referenced 1 Timothy. You know, we're to be good soldiers in the good fight of faith. She um, informed us that she's spending her days off researching possible ways to counteract the side effects of the shots. I sent her the show we did with Kate uh, Shimarani on supplements to take if you've had the shot. She was very appreciative of that. She's provided all those things. And yet, she's ready to lose her job because they're telling her, I think it's by November the 1st or 3rd or something like that, she has to get the shot. She says, I'm not going to do that. Now, I hope she doesn't lose her job. I hope she stands her ground. Uh, but if she doesn't, you know what? We're going to stand with her. And if she wants to come on the show or she doesn't want to show, come on the show, I applaud the fact that she's willing to call it out, to say what it is, and to take the stand that needs to be need to be taken. Many thousands of nurses and doctors have taken the same stand that she has. But if you're a person who constantly has the news going on, my goodness, when you listen to Bradley's show, even on GCN, all you hear is the COVID pandemic, the COVID pandemic. Oh, the COVID pandemic, the COVID pandemic, the COVID. It's the same sick repetition of Mockingbird corporate owned misinformation. With that said, this is going to be a great transition into what I wanted to do when it comes to the issue of Facebook. You guys know, I'm, I, I'm honestly, I am completely surprised that the Sons of Liberty are still on Facebook. I'm surprised I'm still on Facebook. I quit mainly posting on Facebook. The shows come up there and stuff, and occasionally I'll post something or whatever, and I usually get in trouble for posting something or whatever. But I don't even really use it anymore, personally. But we're still on there. And we're still doing what we're doing. And yesterday as they went down, and this ties in with this, because Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all these, they're huge platforms to the world in which people could have garnered information that might would have saved their lives. But these people sought to Suppress the truth and their unrighteousness, Romans 1. Because either they were getting paid by governments, or threatened by governments, or they just thought they were doing their virtue signaling to somebody to suppress the truth about these shots, about COVID, about all of it, 
they're complicit too. Zuckerberg and company are complicit in all of this. And I'm going to tell you, I think even this whistleblower, Frances Hogan, I think is how you pronounce her name, she's complicit in it too because you listen to what she says. She wants to censor too. She wants, quote, unquote, disinformation stopped, blah, 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 blah. What she, call, what she calls disinformation. And I asked Francis, where's your starting point? Where's your starting point for determining what is disinformation and what is true information? What is truth? The Bible says that Jesus is the way, the truth. He doesn't say he has the truth. He says he is the truth and he is the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. And then he says, and you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. For whom the Son sets free, what? Say it with me. Shall be free indeed. And what is that truth? Well, we go to the real Lord's Prayer, which is not in Matthew 6. It's in John 17. And in that prayer, Jesus says, sanctify them in the truth What truth? Your word is truth. Your word is truth. And so truth is a very very important part of what we're talking about. Now, I've got a few minutes here, so I know I'm going to run a little bit long, but I do want to play this. I want to get it sort of in the record here on the radio. And um, this is the interview. Now, it runs about 13 and a half minutes. I'll make a couple of comments during because... I want you to see that while everybody's cheering this lady on for coming out, and uh, there's rightly so to show what's behind the scenes, she still has this mentality that she wants to engage in fascism to shut your mouth over telling the truth against something that she thinks is disinformation or that she thinks is the truth. Okay? It continues to be that. Now, I'm for hearty debate. I am. Proverbs tells us, you know, the One guy comes along and makes his case, and he sounds right until his neighbor comes along and challenges him. I think that's a good thing. I think challenging is a good thing. I do. You've seen it. We've had people, when we had a phone line, who would call in, and you know, a couple of people made some challenges. Some people made challenges in the chat. I think challenges are fine. They sharpen us. They help us either correct our thinking or become more steadfast in our thinking. Because we start going back and we evaluate ourselves and we look at that and we double down or we repent, one or the other. Okay, It does, it does one or the other. It doesn't just leave us neutral. So here is this, uh, this whistleblower, and this is a 60 Minutes deal. Forget the guy who's doing the interview here. He's been with C- CBS for a while. I, 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 just, I don't keep up with a lot of the names of the people who do this stuff because I don't watch it. But I did watch this uh, because it piqued my interest, and I want to bring this up. And I'm going to make some comments in between. We're going to be going over. We've got about seven and a half minutes for those of you on Red State Talk Radio. So if you want to jump over on our Rumble channel, Sons of Liberty Radio Live, Sons of Liberty Radio Live, jump on there or go to beforeitsnews.com, top of the page, or go to sonsoflibertymedia.com, right side of the page. Click on that, and you'll be able to take this in if you haven't seen it before or if you want to hear my commentary on it. So here it is. This is the interview with uh, the Facebook whistleblower, Frances Haugen. Her name is Frances Haugen. Haugen, sorry. That is a fact that Facebook has been anxious to know since last month when an anonymous former employee filed complaints with federal law enforcement. 
The complaints say Facebook's own research shows that it amplifies hate, misinformation, and political unrest, but the company hides what it knows. One complaint alleges that Facebook's Instagram harms teenage girls. What makes Haugen's complaints unprecedented is the trove of private Facebook research she took when she quit in May. The documents appeared first last month in the Wall Street Journal, but tonight, Frances Haugen is revealing her identity to explain why she became the Facebook whistleblower. The story will continue in a moment. The thing I saw at Facebook over and over again was there were conflicts of interest between what was good for the public and what was good for Facebook. And Facebook over and over again chose to optimize for its own interests, like making more money. Frances Haugen is 37, a data scientist from Iowa, with a degree in computer engineering and a Harvard master's degree in business. For 15 years, she's worked for companies including Google and Pinterest. I've seen a bunch of social networks. That's to tell you something right there. substantially worse at Facebook than anything I'd seen before. You know, someone else might have just quit and moved on. And I wonder why you take this stand. Imagine you know what's going on inside of Facebook, and you know no one on the outside knows. I knew what my future looked like if I continued to stay inside of Facebook, which is person after person after person has tackled this inside of Facebook and ground themselves to the ground. When and how did it occur to you to take all of these documents out of the company? At some point in 2021, I realized, okay, I'm going to have to do this in a systemic way, and I have to get out enough that no one can question that this is real. She secretly copied tens of thousands of pages of Facebook internal research. She says evidence shows that the company is lying to the public about making significant progress against hate, violence, and misinformation. One study she found from this year says, we estimate that we may action as little as 3 to 5% of hate and about six-tenths of one percent of violence and incitement on Facebook, despite being the best in the world at it. To quote from another one of the documents you brought out, we have evidence from a variety of sources that hate speech, divisive political speech, and misinformation on Facebook and the family of apps are affecting societies around the world. When we live in an information environment, that is full of angry, hateful, polarizing content. It erodes our civic trust. It erodes our faith in each other. It erodes our ability to want to care for each other. The version of Facebook that exists today is tearing our societies apart and causing ethnic violence around. Okay, all right. So let me interject here because I'm asked, did I watch uh, High Impact Flick's response to the 60 Minutes? No, I haven't, Victoria, but I can tell you, knowing Brian, he picks up on this real quick. One, they're determining what's hate speech. That's the first thing. Okay? And I'm when it comes to these kinds of things, me and Brian are right on the same page. Okay? This is the thing. They think they're the ones causing the violence. That's not, that's not the way it is. What causes the violence is in the hearts of men. It has nothing to do with Facebook. Facebook may be used... You know, look, it's the same argument as with a gun. 
Does the gun commit the violence? Does it grow legs and finger to pull the trigger to go out and kill somebody? No, it doesn't do that. People do it. So the problem is always the human heart. It is never the platform. It's not the, the weapon. It's not a device. It's not any of that stuff that brings about crime, which is sin, which is violation of the law. It's never any of that. So I think probably we'd be on the same page. I haven't seen it, but just in response to your question. The second thing is she's saying Facebook believes they are stirring this stuff up. And they somehow think that by stifling free speech, they're not stirring it up more. You want to talk about ticking people off is when people have documentation, when people have uh, people who have been respected for decades in their field of medicine come on the show and say, here's what's in these vaccines. Here's what it's going to do. Here's how it's going to affect people. And they tell you a year in advance of what we're seeing now that is coming to pass. And those people are misinformation. The fact checkers have determined that's wrong. Well, the fact checkers look like a bunch of fools. Alan Dukey and and his team over there at Lead Stories, he's been a veteran, uh, a two de- more than two-decade veteran of CNN, so that'll tell you all you need to know about Alan Dukey. And I know I'm not pronouncing his name right on purpose. That'll tell you exactly all you need to know about those guys. And the rest of them, too. Any of those fact checkers, science, whatever it is that they pop the thing on and say this, that, and the other. I got one the other day when I put up Dr. Gina Gold. I, pay, I played for you guys, um, was it last week? I played for you her um, speech or her what she had to say before the city council for 10 minutes. Put that up. Guess what I got? I got a thing saying fact checkers have said this is misinformation, blah, 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 blah. And then what did they do? They went and actually referenced something that wasn't even part of the video. They just wanted to stick something up. Yeah, you want to talk about ticking people off? That's a good way to do it. And they're self-appointed fact checkers. They're like self-appointed prophets. You know, the ones that Peter talks about and Jude talks about. They've been marked out from beforehand for judgment. That's what these self-appointed fact checkers are. They're marked out for judgment. They're telling you lies that are leading you down the path that ends in death. Now, here's the thing. It's great this lady brings all this information out, but she's still distorted by the fact that she has no business, nor does Facebook have any business, closing the mouths of people and censoring them from saying what they're saying, unless they're saying something unlawful. And even at that, all they need to do is point to the authorities to bring justice on those people. But they don't do that. Bradley be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Lord willing, we'll be back with you at 6 a.m. Hang on, and we're going to finish. All right, we're going to welcome everybody coming over. Uh, from Red State Talk Radio, and we appreciate your support. Again, guys, if you haven't been over into uh, into Rumble, I dropped the the link in there earlier, and I see Lori's in there. Uh, at least one person is making some stuff there. But uh, yeah, start boycotting Facebook when you get the when you get the um, the notification on Facebook. Jump over to Rumble. Just click on have it saved in your thing. Click over to Rumble and start giving them support. They're the ones, at least for now. I can say, are not stifling our free speech about this. Okay? All right, so let me pick up here again 
were the ladies going on uh, in her interview? Around the world. Ethnic violence, including Myanmar to this. in 2018, when the military used Facebook to launch a genocide. The military used... <sighs> now, we have an article on the military origins of Facebook. I'll have that in the archive. I need to make myself a note about that. The military origins of Facebook. And this is very interesting because they understand that a lot of the warfare begins with psychological warfare. Um, I'm just making myself a quick note here so I can uh, make sure I add that to the archive if you haven't seen that. Listen to what she has to say here. First quarter of 2019. Frances Haugen told us she was recruited by Facebook in 2019. She says she agreed to take the job only if she could work against misinformation because she had lost a friend to online conspiracy theories. I never wanted anyone to feel the pain that I had felt. And I had seen how high the stakes were in terms of making sure there was high quality information on Facebook. At headquarters, she was assigned to Civic Integrity, which worked on risks to elections, including misinformation. But after this past election, there was a turning point. They told us, we're dissolving civic integrity. Like, they basically said, oh, good, we, we made it through the election. There wasn't riots. We can get rid of civic integrity now. Fast forward a couple of months, we got the insurrection. And when they got rid of civic integrity, it was the moment where I was like, I don't trust that they're willing to actually invest what needs to be invested to keep Facebook from being dangerous. Facebook says the work of civic integrity was distributed to other units. Haugen told us the root of Facebook's problem is in a change that it made in 2018 to its algorithms, the programming that decides what you see on your Facebook news feed. So, you know, you have your phone. You might see only 100 pieces of content if you sit and scroll off for, you know, five minutes. But Facebook has thousands of options it could show you. The algorithm picks from those options based on the kind of content you've engaged with the most in the past. And one of the consequences of how Facebook is picking out that content today is it is optimizing for content that gets engagement or reaction. But its own research is showing that content that is hateful, that is divisive, that is polarizing... It's easier to inspire people to anger than it is to other emotions. Misinformation, angry content yeah. is enticing to people it's and keep, keeps them on the platform. Okay. All right. So let's, let's hit that for a second. Divisive to who? Antagonizing to who? Misinformation by what standard? You know, I, let, me, let me just hit this. I got an email again, yes, no, last week from this knucklehead, John... Uh, John Gregory, I think is his name, at NewsGuard. Self-appointed fact-checkers with millions of dollars behind them. Their, their, their leader, Stephen, whatever his name is, I've done forgot too, uh, used to have dealings with George Soros be- before NewsGuard. And they said, oh, you're bringing that in to kind of dis... Well, if you're dealing with criminals, just like I point out with Donald Trump, that people don't want to see that he's dealing with this mafia guy up in New York for years, best friends with him, his mentor... You're going to deal with people like that and expect me to take you seriously that you're a Christian and you're, you know, going to uphold the law and blah, 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 blah. No, forget it, dude. 
just like Joe Biden dealing with Barack Hussein Obama, Satoru Sabarka, don't trust you. The Bush family and the skull and bones and all that, don't trust you. Same thing, guys. Same thing here. And they're saying, oh, misinformation. Again, by what standard? But this Gregory guy writes me, writes as though he's speaking to a five-year-old. Why are you doing this? Why are you putting out this? See, we have this. And he puts one link. He gets one link that thinks that that is enough to say you're wrong about what you're doing. Well, I can give you 10 or 20 to show you I know what I've done. We're going to have people's opinions fighting against each other, and then you're going to say that's false? Which one is panning out, John? Oh, defender of Obamacare and everything that Obama did that was unconstitutional? He's supposed to be a health guy. He's an unhealth guy. Plain and simple. And yeah, you can quote me on that. But this is what they're setting up, and this is what I want people to see. See, people think when they hear whistleblower, oh, this is good stuff. Well, it's good in a way. She's showing you what they're doing. But she still has the same mindset, and that is to censor your speech based on what she thinks is truth. What she thinks. Or what Facebook thinks, or whatever anybody else thinks. Here's here's some more of that. Yes. Facebook has realized that if they change the algorithm to be safer, people will spend less time on the site They'll click on less ads. They'll make less money. Safer. Haugen says Facebook understood the danger to the 2020 election, so it turned on safety systems to reduce misinformation. Safety systems. But many of those changes, she says, were temporary. And as soon as the election was over, they turned them back off, or they changed the settings back to what they were before to prioritize growth over safety. And that really feels like a betrayal of democracy to me. Okay, so again, a betrayal of democracy— Where's that in our Constitution? Nowhere. Zero. Not there. It's not there. This woman doesn't know the law. It's a betrayal of democracy. We don't have a democracy, sweetheart. We got a republic. Why don't you learn how that works? And that republic protects freedom of speech. Freedom of speech. And that means people who've done their due diligence and who've went through and who've compared allopathic medicine to naturopathic can come on and speak clearly to that. That's part of democracy, if you really want to know it. Part of democracy is people having a voice, if that's what you want to promote, right? Democracy is the people having a voice, right? The problem is it becomes mob rule if your voices are louder than other people's instead of a rule by law, which is where a republic is. But she says, oh, this is a threat to democracy. You know what? I welcome the debate. Paul, when he went up on Mars Hill in the book of Acts, did he go up there and say, well, I know you guys are a bunch of pagans. you got all these idols and stuff, and we can't have that. you just got to tear all that stuff down and, and put the Lord Jesus Christ up. No, he didn't do that. He went in the midst of them, knowing what they were, and he found their weak spot. And you go, Tim, why, do you, why will you watch films? Why will you see some of the things of the world? So I can see the weak spot. The Apostle Paul didn't walk through the corridors up to Mars Hill, 
covering his eyes so he wouldn't see the idols. No, he made very careful observation of them to the point that he used one of them to say when they had made an idol to the unknown God, he says, I want to tell you about that God. That one right there, who's above all these other gods. He's the one who made the worlds from nothing. I want to tell you about that God. He wanted to hit them where they were weak. And I, can, I can't tell you the number of times I've sat, even with my kids, and watching a film or reading a book or whatever the case may be, and stopped and said, okay, did you catch what was just said? How does this align with what Scripture says? This is a good thing to do. It's a good exercise for people to be involved in. And I'm not, in, I'm not advocating you want something that's nasty and terrible. And so I'm not doing that. But what I'm saying is, there is no need for us to fear these things. We are to advance against it, and we are to take those thoughts captive unto Christ. That's what the Bible says. We're to tear down strongholds. And the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not guns and knives and bazookas or whatever. There are words. Jesus is the logos. He is the logic. That's where we get the word from. That's why anything that's logical, real, truly logical, is based upon the truth of Christ. Let's continue. Facebook says some of the safety systems remained. But after the election, Facebook was used by some to organize the January 6th insurrection. There was no insurrection, okay? You guys know I'm critical of Trump, but the people who went up there, there was no insurrection. Insurrection means you're trying to overthrow the government. And the militia is to be used to put you down if you do that. Now, I've advocated for dissolving the D.C., that's not insurrection. I have liberty to do that. I have liberty to petition the states for secession. Get away from this beast. Get away from it. I'm all for it. D.C. is gone. You, you are deluded to think you're going to turn that around. That is a bastion of corruption that you're not going to fix, and you're, you're going to trust corrupt people, to investigate corrupt people, it ain't going to happen. ain't going to happen. This is why the state should be looking at a second secession. They really should. And clear it up from the states. They're the sovereigns, not the federal government. Prosecutors cite Facebook posts as evidence, photos of armed partisans, and text including, by bullet or ballot, Restoration of the Republic is coming. And what's the Extremists problem with that? Extremists used many platforms. Extremists. But Facebook is a... Re well, look at this one. For freedom's sake, form a militia. Is that an extremist thing? Uh, no. Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15. The militia is there to do what? Put down insurrections. Repel invasions. Enforce the law. That's what their job is. Look at this one, by bullet or ballot, okay? Okay. What have we heard for years? We saw it in the Battle of Athens. Remember that? I played some of that for you. Actually, I played the, the whole little clip for you. When we did the interview with uh, Captain Carl. That's what they did. When the people were trying to stuff the ballots, the veterans went and got the guns, and they went in and they took the ballot box, and they had a fair and public count of the ballots. 
What about this one? Fair warning. If this election is stolen for Biden, patriots will go to war. I ain't seeing no patriots go to war just yet. I hear them talking a lot. They got a lot of testosterone online. Don't see them forming up those militias just yet. This is why I asked at the first of the show about Michigan militia. But these are the extremists, the people who are actually wanting the law to be upheld. Remember we talked about justice guards our liberty. These are the people who want that. I don't think they want violence. They just realize this is coming to a place where we know through history you don't stop tyrants through writing more words, convention of states people. You don't stop tyrants from doing that. It's never been done in history. Ever. You either bring justice upon them or you're going to have to go to war against them. That's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. Never been any different in history. Recurring theme. After the attack, Facebook employees raged on an internal message board. Oh, the little Copied snowflakes. by Haugen. Haven't we had enough time to figure out how to manage discourse without enabling violence? We no, because you haven't dealt with the and human found heart. This. I don't think our leadership team ignores data, ignores dissent, ignores truth. But that drew this reply. Welcome to Facebook. I see you just joined in November 2020. We have been watching wishy-washy actions of company leadership for years now. Yeah, we've seen them since 2014. cannot conscience working for a company that does not do more to mitigate the negative effects of its platform. Facebook essentially amplifies the worst of human nature. It's one of these unfortunate consequences, right? No one at Facebook is malevolent, but the incentives are misaligned. They are. Right? Like Facebook makes more money when you consume more content. People enjoy engaging with things that elicit an emotional reaction. And the more anger that they get exposed to, the more they interact and more they consume. Let me, let me just stop this a second. Did you hear what she said? You get this stuff that gets people riled up, and that's what they engage with. But yet, we're told as publishers that they're going to cut us off from advertising. Not only Facebook, but YouTube, Google, all these people. They're going to cut us off from advertising because publishers don't want to put that on. Are you getting the hypocrisy that's going on here? Do you see what's going on? They just want to silence certain people. Let me see if I can help you understand what I'm talking about. They will allow the left-right paradigm to go on, but they don't want people who are speaking the truth and who are driving people to an answer to that truth. Let me say it again. They will let the WWE match go on to keep people engaged. But they do not want people who speak the truth and then who follow it up with action to bring about the resolve to that truth. In other words, justice. They don't want that. So they'll let you have Matt Getz come on and do his spiel. They'll let Donald Trump come on You know, in the videos. Donald Trump is off the platform, but look at the videos that are on there. Why aren't they banned? Huh? Ask yourself that. And if you think Donald Trump's going to get anywhere with his class action lawsuit, you're just as deluded as you were for four years while he was in the White House. 
That dynamic led to a complaint to Facebook by major political parties across Europe. This 2019 internal report obtained by Haugen says that the parties feel strongly that the change to the algorithm has forced them to skew negative in their communications on Facebook, leading them into more extreme policy positions. The European political parties were essentially yeah. saying to Facebook, the way you've written your algorithm is changing the way we lead our countries. Yes. You are forcing us to take positions that we don't like, that we know are bad for society. We know if we don't take those positions, we won't win in the marketplace of social media. Evidence of harm, she says, extends to Facebook's Instagram app. One of the Facebook internal studies that you found talks about how Instagram harms teenage girls. Oh, yeah. One study says 13.5% of teen girls say Instagram makes thoughts of suicide worse. 17% of teen girls say Instagram makes eating disorders worse. And what's super tragic is Facebook's own research says, as these young women begin to consume this eating disorder content, they get more and more depressed, and it actually makes them use the app more. And so they end up in this feedback cycle where they hate their bodies more and more. Facebook's own research says it is not just that Instagram is dangerous for teenagers, that it harms teenagers. It's that it is distinctly worse than other forms of social media. All right, so let's, let's hit that in a second. Is that, is that Instagram's fault? How are there healthy women who are on there who don't have a problem with that? How is that? This is an issue that happens at home. This is, this is the home's issue, mom and dad. If daughters, if young women are feeling like this, if they're having eating disorders and all these kinds of things, this is something for mom and dad to deal with. This is not Instagram's fault. This is the issue at the home. Why does a daughter have such low thoughts of herself that she's got to conform to whatever, you know, how can I put this bluntly? Some slut on Instagram is going to put out about her body. I, how do you compete with that unless you've laid a foundation there for your daughter to, to understand that? And then if that's happening, then mom and dad come alongside that daughter and they take care of her. The solution is in the home. The problem is in the home. The solution is in the home, too. Same thing. Facebook said just last week it would postpone plans to create an Instagram for younger children. Last month, Haugen's lawyers filed at least eight complaints with the Securities and Exchange Commission, which enforces the law in financial markets. The complaints compare the internal research with the company's public face, often that of CEO Mark Zuckerberg, here testifying. I want you to notice something about Zuckerberg. Look at this guy's eyes. Look at how wide open his pupils are. I mean, what, did he drop acid before he got on these videos and pictures? I'm just, I'm just kind of curious. Just, just curious about remotely to Congress last March. We removed content that could lead to imminent real-world harm. We've built an unprecedented third-party fact-checking program. 
The system isn't perfect, but it's the best approach that we've found to address misinformation in line with our country's values. Misinformation with the... Oh, wait a minute. Boy, there is a... there Misinformation with the country's values. Well, the country's values are free speech. It's free speech. It is not... We've developed this third party for misinformation. Based on what? Based on CNN? Based on one link to something? I mean, I could tell you the number of stories, articles that Bradley has had me write for attorneys who can't figure it out for themselves to where I had to go down through and where Facebook would say, this is, this is bad content or whatever. I don't know how many I've done. Write down and say, this is what they said. This is what we actually said. This is what they pointed to. This is why that's wrong. I've done all of that. There might have been once that I can think of to where we got something that was wrong. And it was just a misunderstanding. It wasn't, quote, misinformation. It was was a misunderstanding. And we sought to correct those things. But we've had that. So here they are trying to control your thinking. And I'll say this, Salt, that you said that we're in a, you know, a World War III, a bioweapons thing. No, we're in a war. I think Alex Jones has this right. We're in a war for our minds. We're in an information war. Information getting to people or not getting to people is what's leading to the bioweapon stuff here with the shots. Information getting to people or not getting to people is what leading to the misunderstanding of who's being put up by the two political WWE match partners for you to vote for for president. Misinformation is doing that. Or a stifling of information is doing that. One of Francis Haugen's lawyers is John Ty. He's the founder of a Washington legal group called Whistleblower Aid. What is the legal theory behind going to the SEC. What laws are you alleging have been broken? As a publicly traded company, Facebook is required to not lie to its investors or even withhold material information. So the SEC regularly brings enforcement actions alleging that companies like Facebook and others are making material misstatements and omissions that affect investors adversely. One of the things that Facebook might allege is that she stole company documents. The Dodd-Frank Act passed over 10 years ago at this point, created uh, an office of the whistleblower inside the SEC. And one of the provisions of that law says that no company can prohibit its employees from, from communicating with the SEC and sharing internal corporate documents with the SEC. I have a lot of empathy for Mark. And Mark has never set out to make a hateful platform. But he has allowed choices to be made where the side effects of those choices are that hateful, polarizing content gets more distribution, more reach. Because he's a feminist. Facebook declined an interview, but in a written statement to 60 Minutes, it said, Every day our teams have to balance protecting the right of billions of people to express themselves openly with the need to keep our platform a safe and positive place. We continue to make significant improvements to tackle the spread of misinformation and harmful content. To suggest we encourage bad content and do nothing is just not true. No, that's not, that's, that's not true. This is what the lady just said. 
They know what they're doing. They've been used by military for genocide. We just saw that. I'm going to have the article up here, The Military Origins of Facebook. No, they're they're trying to make themselves virtuous when they're just as corrupt as the stuff they're trying to promote. And call it good. And to call it good. Remember what Isaiah said, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Trading bitter for sweet. Sweet for bitter, right? This is what they're doing. Mark Zuckerberg is wicked because he has a wicked heart. He is in need of the same transformation that I was in need of. And I wasn't in charge of Facebook or a big multi-million dollar company. But my heart was just as wicked as Mark Zuckerberg's. This is why the gospel of Jesus Christ must be given to call sinners like Mark Zuckerberg and Tim Brown and Bradley Dean and anybody else listening to me to repentance and to submit ourselves to the Lord Jesus Christ. This is why it exists. If any research had identified an exact solution to these complex challenges, the tech industry, governments, and society would have solved them a long time ago. Facebook is a $1 trillion company. Just 17 years old, it has 2.8 billion users, which is 60% of all Internet-connected people on Earth. Frances Haugen plans to testify before Congress this week. She believes the federal government should impose regulations. Facebook has demonstrated they cannot act independently. Facebook over and over again has shown it chooses profit over safety. It is subsidizing, it is paying for its profits with our safety. I'm hoping that this will have had a big enough impact on the world that they get the fortitude and the motivation to actually go put those regulations into place. That's my hope. All right, so that's the end of the interview. Yeah, that's what we need, more regulations. That's going to solve the problem, more laws. Let me draw a corollary here. Because I have a friend, um, and it's not that I disagree with him on a lot of things that he says. Don't get me wrong. I I don't disagree with him. But I disagree with his argumentation. And he'll often come in, and he'll put comments in, and he'll say, well, if we hadn't stood by the the, the Constitution and we would have held to what the the, the, the real founders of America, and I, I don't know what he means, you know, the, how we were established before in the states and the laws based upon the scriptures and all of this, I, I totally agree with him. He said we wouldn't have all this issue. We wouldn't have Muslims running in, in, in office. We wouldn't have this going on. That Well, that's just not true. I think that's a bad argument. And let me tell you why. What happened with Israel? Just just a thought. Did Israel have the perfect law of God in place? Did they? Yep, they sure did. Perfect law of God. And when they began, they began well, and they experienced freedom, didn't they? Why? Because they upheld the law of God, and they brought punishment upon the evildoer. And as they went along, they stopped bringing punishment upon the evildoer. And they allowed violations of the law. The high places came into being. The worship of false gods. They allowed 
corruption to come in. You know, some people think about King David, and he said to be a man after God's own heart. He loved God's law. There's no question about that. I'm not going to speak ill of King David, but King David, his only fault wasn't Uriah and Bathsheba. He failed to correct his kids. Turned a blind eye to what was going on in the sibling rivalry that was going on. There were all all sorts of things where he failed to be the father he should be. And many of us can identify with I can identify with that. I can recognize my own failures in that. And my own sin, in fact. But they had the perfect law of God, and what did they choose to do? Abandon it. Abandon it. The northern kingdom took off and says, Oh, we'll make some idols here. These will be your gods. You can worship. You don't have to go down to Jerusalem. Just let it go. Southern kingdom had its own problems there. And that was with the perfect law of God. Would Tim like to see the perfect law of God, the law of our land? Yes, absolutely, I would. But that in and of itself is not going to make the people a righteous people. One, you're not dealing with the heart. The heart is desperately wicked. It is sick and deceitful. Who can know it? You think you know your own heart? You don't know squat. Because one minute you think you're way up here. You're the the pinnacle of morality. And the next minute you see the reality of what you'll succumb to or what you'll be tempted by. There was a story, and I know i got to wrap it up here soon. There was a story um, about a Roman general. He conquered numerous nations. He was coming through the procession, and I forgot... For whatever reason, I forgot the name of the procession, what they called it. But uh, it's tied to what we read about in 2 Corinthians, where there's there's a fragrance of death unto death and a fragrance of life unto life for those that we preach the gospel to. And so what they did was they offered incense to their gods. And the Roman general would parade through with his troops, and then coming behind them would be all the prisoners that they captured. And the and and both the victors and the prisoners smelled the same incense. For the victors, it was one of victory. It was one of joy. It was one of celebration. For the prisoners, it was the smell of death. That's what the gospel is to people. They're either going to repent and be saved, or they're not going to repent and they're going to perish. But this guy could parade through the street after he'd conquered thousands of men. Tens of thousands of men, hundreds of thousands of men, nations. And yet the harlot on the corner, who's painted up, who's done up, and flutters her eyes at him, will cause him to fall like that. This is what I'm talking about. The heart is deceitful. The problem isn't Facebook. The problem isn't Instagram. The problem isn't even government. The problem is the wicked heart of man that needs to be changed. And man isn't going to change it on his own. You don't have a choice in that matter. You are dependent upon the living and the true God to take out of you that heart of stone and put in a heart of flesh that actually believes him to the point that you act upon that belief. 
If your belief is nothing more than mental assent, you don't have saving faith, and it's worthless. It's less than what the demons have. At least they tremble. James tells us in the book of James, James chapter 2. So how does this tie all back in? Remember, we've had an actor that's died. He died mocking people who didn't take the shot. He didn't... We've got this U.S. doctor warning about 20 times more uh, cancer for those, the percentage is, for those who take the shot versus not the shot. We've seen all these adverse effects. We've seen all these deaths. Why are they there? Because people have been lied to. And the truth has not gotten out there. If the Mockingbird media did their job, they would be covering some of the stories that we've been covering and warning people about the dangers of these COVID shots And they would never, ever, ever, never, ever, never, ever, never, ever utter the words safe and effective again when referencing these COVID shots. They would never do it. But they don't. Why? Because they have wicked hearts too that need to be changed. They need to be given a heart of flesh and they need to be changed. I don't know what else I can say here. The gospel is the solution, and the people taking the gospel and applying it in the lives of the people around them is the only way to win this. And if we don't do that, guess what's coming? Bloodshed. That's what's coming. Read Deuteronomy 28. It's coming. We are not bringing the gospel, and we're not bringing justice. And don't think those things are mutually exclusive either. The only way God can be merciful to you was by bringing justice on His Son, the Lord Jesus. That's it. Either Jesus is going to pay for your sins, which are transgressions of the law, or you're going to pay for them. And if you pay for them, you'll never stop paying for them. Ever. And so the call is the same to you as it is to me. To repent. Change your mind about what you're thinking about law what you're thinking about God, what you're thinking about Christ, to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and to turn from your sin, your lawlessness. I don't care if you think you're a great Trumper or a great Biden supporter or a great American, a great patriot. I don't care what you self-proclaim or title yourself. That means nothing. The question is, what are you really in here? Inside here. What are you really in here? Because the Bible says that we are all sinners. We fall short of the glory of God. This is why we need a Savior. And it's not going to be a political idol that's going to save us. It's not. It's not going to be a politician. It's not going to be a new law that's put in place. It's not even going to be our works that save us. If the Lord Jesus Christ changes our hearts... We will be the instrument that God uses for His glory. And it may save people's physical life, and it just may well save their spiritual well-being as well. I think I've covered all I want to cover here, and we come full circle. Because Facebook has been engaged in stifling the truth. Even if there were people who had quote-unquote, good intentions. Maybe this lady did have good intentions. Maybe she did. I don't know. Maybe she thinks she's doing right. I can't imagine 
doing something you know it's wrong and and saying it's I, I just I, I can't imagine that. So I think she probably thinks she's doing right. But she's not. That's the problem. And by what standard do I guide that by? Well, I go back to Scripture. I go back to Scripture. And at least under the laws that we have in this country, we don't need more regulations on Facebook. We don't need the government to come in and shake them down for millions or billions of dollars because you know that's what they'll do. They do it to the pharmaceutical companies as well. We don't need that. What we need is justice. Because those at Facebook, listen carefully, those at Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and Google and WhatsApp, whatever the case may be, who has stifled the truth regarding this shot, and I'm just speaking about this shot right now, not other things, are guilty of being accomplices in genocide. Period. That's what they are. I don't care what their intentions are. Their actions are what we judge. Their intentions are for God to deal with. This is why Jesus said that you don't judge with unrighteous judgment. You judge with righteous judgment. I'm not here to figure out what's going on in your heart. Men are to look at what your actions are. Are there indicators that come out of your mouth and your actions? Yep. That's how they determine whether or not you engage in premeditated murder. And the Bible holds that up. Old Testament, yes, but the law of God is the law of God. The word of God stands forever. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will endure forever. That's what Jesus said. Think about that today. That's where we need to be focused. And I think we'll see the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of David, the God of Solomon, the God of the prophets, the God of John the Baptist, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the God of the apostles, stand with us and fight our battles on our behalf if we'll be faithful unto him. And we can do that. We can do that by the power of his Spirit. You guys have a great day. Bradley will be back with you at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Lord willing... Rotten to the Core Wednesday comes on tomorrow. Our Common Core diva Lynn Taylor will be on then. Until then, see ya.